be not only hearers, but doers. <clears throat> All right. You ready for another word? Two of you are, the rest of you. All right. Hang in there. I know. Well, we're not done yet. We're not done. Um, I want to read a couple of really short passages from Matthew tonight. And um, before I, I jump into the passage itself, I think, I think it would be best to kind of give a little context for this. And um, because that's kind of how I arrived at it. You know, sometimes, sometimes God speaks to you first through the word and then begins to connect it to your life. Sometimes he speaks to you about your life and then he connects it to the word. And uh, to to confirm what he's saying and to solidify what he's saying, and um, and I love it when he does either of those things. And uh, for this purpose, I'll say um, this kind of started with um, something that God was speaking to me about through my life, and and then connected with um, this passage that I'm going to read in Matthew, and so. Um, before I read the passage, I just want to explain a little bit how I got there, and that might give some context for even just understanding it together tonight. So, um, let me think. What I want to talk about tonight is really, um, well, one, it's big picture, it's kingdom of God, okay? And Jesus talked a lot about the kingdom of God. And I think the reason for that is because there's a lot to talk about when it comes to the kingdom of God. It's, it's uh, well, it can be confusing, but um, more than that, it's full. It's dynamic. It's, it's uh, on the move. It's expanding. It's um, it's appearing in unexpected places. Um, and when you look at all the parables that Jesus spoke, that's, that's how he spoke about the kingdom of God. And, and um, we're not going to get into all that tonight, but just to say that God's nature and his activity are abundant and expansive. And... There's so much mystery there, and there's so much adventure there, and there's so much opportunity there. And as the people of God, I believe that it's um, where we are to concern ourselves. And I I think, um, you know, we've really only begun to get the tip of the iceberg on, on even what is the kingdom of God, how does it operate, and what does it look like for us here and now. But um, I want to I dive a little bit into that tonight. And um, I want to say it, it's meant to be our, our focus. It's meant to be what we're after. And that's why it's really important that we understand what it is and, and what it's about. And, um, 
what God is doing in his kingdom and how we're to be a part of it. Um, Jesus, he says these words, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you. That's a pretty familiar passage, right? And that's Jesus calling us to the, that which is of utmost importance. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, God's righteousness. And all of these things will be added to you. And what are all the things? All the things that he was addressing prior to this. And this is in Matthew 6, if you want to look at it. We're not really going to go there tonight specifically. But he's addressing all of the kind of essential, um, important necessities of life. What we're going to wear where we're going to eat, where we're going to live, um, how we're going to get all the, those things. Those are the things. And, and at the end of that, after telling him a couple of times, don't worry, don't worry about that, he says, but, but seek first the kingdom, right? And we, and we know that passage, and that passage I, for me is ultimately about bringing our focus to what really matters. Bringing our focus to what's really important. As children of God, what we should be going after. And um, that word uh, for seek is uh, seek. Uh, no, I don't actually know what it is in, in, in Greek. But, uh, or, but um, that word there is actually to, to go looking for. To go looking for. Okay, and uh, that would imply that we're actually um, going after something. But but what do we do? Here's a question for you: What do we do when we find the kingdom of God? <laughs> Maybe for some of us, that's what we do. We freak out. Uh oh, this is more than I can handle. <laughs> what do we do when we find the kingdom of God? Jesus talks about that. He talks about finding the kingdom of God. He, he, he actually tells Nicodemus that unless you be like a little child, unless you uh, actually be born again, you can't even see the kingdom of God. That, that's to say that it can be seen. It's meant to be seen. It's meant to be discovered. Which is why Jesus says, seek the kingdom. Right? But this question, in my mind, is what happens when we find it? What do we do with it then? And what I want to say tonight is that um, there's more to it. Seeking is actually the beginning. Seeking is what leads to finding. Jesus says later in Matthew 7, Seek and you will find. And I'm thinking that that sounds a little generic, but we could probably apply it to what he just said in Matthew 6, which is, seek first the kingdom. And if you seek the kingdom, then you will find it. And when you find it, what are you going to do with it? Are you guys with me? I know that's still very broad, but that's kind of what I want to enter this conversation tonight. And I'm going to give you some thoughts on what to do when we find the kingdom. What do we do? Um... Let's read the the main passage, I think, that'll help us. 
I think that'll help us some tonight. And it's in Matthew 13. Really short, the part that we're going to read. It's uh, three verses. And it's a parable about the kingdom. And it's tucked in the middle of multiple parables about the kingdom. Jesus goes on a little storytelling journey. And it says in verse 44, The kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all that he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. So two parables that are kind of lumped together, really short, sweet, very similar parables about the kingdom. And I think there's some things here about what to do when we find the kingdom. Sell everything. Okay, we're done. No, I'm just kidding. Um, now, here's what led me to this. <clears throat> All right, you can think about that for a little bit. We're going to come back to it here in a second. I felt like um, a couple weeks ago, leading up to Easter, that um, God was just. Um, rearranging some things in my own life. And um, those of you who've um, known us for a while, you, you may have known that we've had a uh, home business for a few years. In fact, going on eight, we've, eight years or so now, we've been selling all kinds of stuff on the internet. <laughs> Started with eBay, Switched over to Amazon the past few years, and uh, it's it's really helped us. Um, one of the ways it's helped us, um, both as a family and as a church family, um, it's really allowed us to supplement our income in a way that would um, keep us from having to put too much strain on the church to be able to um, pay for my salary. And uh, as our family grows, uh, you know, some of the yeah, kids are expensive, you know, and mouths have to be fed, and I actually, we're, I'm, I eat most of the food, so I can't blame that on them, um, <laughs> but mouths have to be fed, and, uh, and I just feel like as we turn the page on a new year, um, one of the things that God has been shifting for me is, um, Rethinking how um, how I spend some of my time, and 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 the short of that is that I, I felt like there was sort of this um, need to begin to let go of some of the uh, business investments that we've made um, for the purpose of of focusing on what God is doing here. And um, honestly, I. I I've maybe felt that longer than I've realized, um, but wasn't sure if I was ready to say yes 
Um, and, um, and part of that was because I think I was having a hard time, if I can be really honest with you, um, knowing what I was giving my yes to. And I, I would say that um, I didn't realize until recently that part of that was because I was having a hard time seeing um, the potential for what was ahead and what God was wanting to do in our midst. And that maybe without realizing it, uh, you know, when you, you're a part of something for a while, sometimes it just becomes so normal that um, in, in a way that's not good. And I, I think I felt like maybe um, we were sort of plateaued in what we were going to accomplish. And sure, there would be new things and new people and new opportunities, but we kind of reached our, our, our max or our limit of what we were going to be. And, you know, if, if that's the case, then maybe that's okay. Um, but there was a word that came recently a few weeks ago, and when it was spoken, it just blew that idea out of the water completely in the best way possible for me. And uh, we were in the middle or finishing up a meeting, and Cynthia just said something in passing about um, the uniqueness of what God is doing here and this idea of, um, she was referencing another community and this idea of, you know, um, small beginnings and things actually taking much longer than we think for God to establish um, what ultimately he was going to do. And, um, and basically something along the lines of, you know, um, and so it is with us. And all of, a some, all of a sudden something hit my heart where I both realized that I had been selling God short in this place, in this community, um, with what's ahead and the possibilities of that. And at the same time that I had um, sort of resigned that uh, we, we, we were, the, the best days were behind us, so to speak, if that makes sense. Are you guys following me? Okay. Um, and at the same time that none of that was true. <laughs> and in that moment, all of a sudden, really, it was all of a sudden, I was trying to stay cool, and nobody really, there was so much going on beneath the surface, um, but I was just like, I'm going to go home and process this. Um, but all of a sudden, I realized I had something again to give my yes to. Does that make sense? I felt like all of a sudden God was showing me, and it wasn't a thing. It was, it was actually something that he is doing. And, and by connection, it's, it's him. He was showing me that I am bigger than your imagination and your expectations and even your experiences to this point. And because of that, what I'm in the middle of, in your view of that, is, is way bigger. And in your view of that has to expand as well. And so it's really about God. <laughs> you know, the kingdom of God is, is actually about God. <laughs> it's about who he is. It's about his nature, his character, 
on what, what he's like. It's about what moves him. And it's about those things be, beginning to be manifested in a real way here. And that's why it says, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, because God's rule is already established. His way of doing things is already established where he is. And where he is, is definitely in heaven, but that's not only where he is. (laughs) And because of that, we pray that prayer, let your kingdom come here. Just as Jesus modeled that prayer for us. So that's the kingdom. And so anyway, it's about him. And in that way, in that moment, I realized that my, my view of God needed to expand in a big way, particularly what he's doing here, so that I could give my yes to that in a way that was meaningful. And, and I think what I realized through that, even as I'm sharing it with you, is that we all want to give our yes to something that matters, don't we? And, and to be honest, if, if we look around us and Um, the things that are related to God don't seem to matter, then we're not going to give our yes to those things. We might give our maybe to those things. We might give a little bit of our yes to those things, but but not our wholehearted, I'm 100% behind this yes to that. But the truth is, when we see God for who he is, and we begin to see his kingdom as it really is, then you start to realize that's something that I can give my yes to. And that's why I think Jesus is saying, seek my kingdom. Because as you seek it, you're going to find it. And as you find it, you'll realize there is something there worth giving everything to. Giving your best yes to. Giving your resources to. Giving what is of value in your life, too. And that's what this parable is about. You notice that? This parable is about giving us a glimpse of the appropriate response to when you discover the kingdom of God as it really is. When you discover God as he really is in your midst. He says there's an appropriate response Just as if in the earthly sense, you were walking through a field one day and you stumbled across a treasure. And you realize that field wasn't yours, but you wanted that treasure. (laughs) And you realize you had two um, possibilities. Well, you could take the treasure and hope nobody finds out, or you could buy that field. You realize, like, we do that. Do you realize we all do that? We've all done it. We've all stumbled across something that got our attention like nothing else. Something that we wanted. Something that we wanted to give our yes to. And we found a way. If you haven't done that before... You at least tried. <laughs> Maybe you're still trying. <laughs> I mean, there's multiple things. Like, when you find something that matters, that, that, that you want, you can do what you can to get it. 
And you might have very little, but you'll find, you'll go digging in the, in the sofa cushions to find what you need to buy those new shoes. That's what I did. <laughs> Are you with me? Do you get what I'm talking about? I mean, that's just, that's just, that's just human nature. And Jesus is saying, if you've never discovered it before, this is the response when you really find the kingdom. This is what it should look like. You should say, I, I, I got to buy this field because I need what's in it. Are you with me? I was at a thrift store one day. Um, this is one of my proudest thrift store moments. I was at a thrift store one day, and uh, there was nothing good. There was nothing good. Um, I was out of town, and we would just stop at thrift stores. That's how we have fun. And uh, I'm just rummaging through all these old bags, <laughs> and uh, I find this gym bag, and there was nothing special about the gym bag whatsoever, but I did happen to notice something shiny that caught my eye on the um, edge of the zipper of the gym bag. And I said, that looks like a necklace. And sure enough, I unzipped the gym bag fully, and it was a rather nice necklace. I didn't have um, full time at the moment to inspect it, but I, I had a feeling it was worth more than the gym bag. So what did I do? Come on, people. What did I do? I bought the gym bag for $5. And inside of the gym bag was a platinum necklace. I still don't know how much it's worth, but I know it's worth more than $5. I can guarantee you that. But it was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer. I'm like, I'm buying this gym bag, and I'm, I'm saying a prayer for the person that sent it to the thrift store with the jewelry inside. <laughs> It was a no-brainer. So what do we do when we find the kingdom? Jesus says the appropriate response is that we would, we would leverage what we have towards what we find. And in order for that to happen, we have to see his kingdom for what it really is. And the, the value that's there. Because this is about a value proposition, okay? This is, this is about finding something and obviously knowing that it's worth more than what you have. And because it's worth more than what you have, you've got to get it. And you're going to leverage what you have towards that end. Recently, for me, that's been realizing that what God's called me to here an opportunity that I have as your pastor and in this city as part of this church and what he's doing uniquely in this place, it's worth my yes. And maybe it's been a little while since I came back to that. But I've come back to that. And, and actually, that night I went home and I, I started realigning things and getting rid of some things. And the next day I had a conversation about shutting down um, 
a, a business that I've been working on for over a year and uh, been building with my brothers. And it was the easiest conversation. It was 10 minutes long, and I knew they were shocked um, because they were pro- both ready for it, not, not sure that I was, but in that moment I was ready for it. And we had a 10-minute conversation, and we, we kind of uh, agreed, okay, we're going to do this. And we're each going to go after what we really need to be focusing on now. And it was such a freeing moment for me because I, I knew, um, God, I'm, I'm, I'm redirecting my yes to what really, where it should be right now. And so I don't know what that is for you. Um, I think some of this ties into our, our purpose and calling. And uh, maybe that's something that still needs to be developed for you. And maybe that's part of this is actually letting God uncover some more. Where is he calling you in his kingdom so that you can give your yes to that? It might be in a, in a broad sense, and I think this is for all of us. It's the place that he has us and the people that he has around us. Some of our yes is related to to that. It's related to Baltimore. It's related to the people that are here. It's related to the relationships that we have. It's related to why we're here in the first place. And give our yes to God in those things. Um, few other thoughts, okay? Um, water break first. So as I was processing some of this, what I felt like the Lord was saying, I believe this was not just for me, I believe this is for for us. It's I think this is part of the season that we're in. And when I say we're, I, I believe um, at the very least that's this community together. And, and as a result, um, us individually. And so if you're here tonight, I, I believe some of this is for every single one of us. Um, if we will take it to heart. And I believe that this is also collectively an invitation for us as a church. And, and I think because of that, you'll see why, um, for me personally, um, just what I shared, I've begun to do what, I, what I've begun to do. I felt like the Lord was saying, um, behold, new life is springing forth. And just as we see that physically around us, as the days get longer and the sun gets warmer, I feel like God is saying in a spiritual sense that there's new life that is coming. There's new vision and fervor that is available for those that need it. I believe he's saying that there's fresh grace for our calling and purpose. And when I say grace, what I mean by that is the... It's the, the, the power of God on what we're doing so that it can actually be accomplished. Fresh grace for our calling and purpose. And along those same lines, fresh anointing for greater breakthrough. Anybody in here feel like they need to see greater breakthrough in something that you've been pouring into? All right, a few of us. I... I like, it's, 
If you're feeling frustration in any area of your life, it might be because you're not seeing the output for the input. And I, I think there's definitely a discrepancy there for us in the kingdom of God, where we know certain things are available to us, and God's called us into them, and we've begun to walk into that, but we're not seeing the output for the input. We're not seeing the fruit for what Jesus promised. But I feel like he's saying there is a greater anointing to be able to see that, and the anointing is the ability to walk in what he's giving you, to walk in effectively. I don't know if that's the definition, but that, that's, that's what I'm sort of understanding it as right now. And I feel like God is saying there's fresh anointing for breakthrough in a greater degree. And so I begin to ask God, okay, so what do we got to do? <laughs> like, how do we get there? How do we see that? And I felt like he said, position yourself to receive it. And in that way, I believe it's a gift that God wants to give to us. Grace is a gift. Anointing is a gift that God wants to give us. And we position ourselves to receive it. And we say, God, I want that gift. We ask for it. We expect it. We open our hands. We look for it. But there's more to it than that. And this is where Matthew 13 comes into play. What do we do when we find it? What do we do when God gives it to us? What do we do when it's in our hands? I feel like he's saying, I want to increase your understanding of the value of what is before you. So that's part of it. And I believe it's a part that we cannot do on our own. In order for us to understand, and I I just talked about it, um, we know it in an earthly sense when we see it. Sometimes we know the value of something, and we know what we are willing to give in order to obtain it. But in a spiritual sense, I believe that we need God to help us to get that understanding. Like when Jesus says you need to be born again, that's a spiritual work that only the Holy Spirit can bring about. And in the same way to, to, to acknowledge what we find of the kingdom and to take hold of it for what it is, we need God to open our eyes to be able to see what it's truly worth when it's right in front of us. Because Jesus says the kingdom is like a mustard seed. And you know, it sometimes... The kingdom is right in front of us, but it's so small that we miss it. Just because it's small doesn't mean it's not valuable. But sometimes we don't have the sight to see it. And and though it's small in size, it's big in importance. And so we need the Spirit of God to, to show us this is worth something. What's right in front of you, what I've given you, what you have already of me cherish it but we need the spirit of god to breathe on those things so that that happens and i believe god is saying i want to do that so will you let me in the last part of this i feel like he's saying that 
as you receive this fresh grace, then you will be able to walk in what I'm making available. And as it relates to that, that there is a response, and that is the response of Matthew 13. And it's the leveraging of what we have. So you, just, you seek the kingdom. God reveals to you that of worth. But then there's a response. And the response is, is not only to receive, but it's to leverage what you have towards what God is giving you in exchange. Are you with me? And the beautiful thing is we all have something. And, and, and I believe it's significant that God is saying leverage what you have because it, it's an acknowledgement that what we have is worth something. And, and that's actually why it's hard sometimes to give it up. And so let's not pretend that it's not worth something. What we have is worth something. It's actually worth the blood of Jesus. Your life is worth the blood of Jesus. That's pretty uh, significant and valuable. So if anybody knows that, Jesus knows it. So he's not ignoring that what you have is valuable. He's not saying it's, it's not valuable. But he's saying what I have is still more valuable yet. And so if you give what you have to get what I have, it will always be a good investment every time. Are you with me? I know most of us, that's not really our language, investing. That's what leveraging is. Leveraging is taking something from over here and putting it over here because by doing so, you're going to see an increase. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to profit in a way that it couldn't have by staying over here. And Jesus says that about our lives. Are you with me? He says, if you lose your life, you'll find it. And he's not talking about losing. He's talking about investing it. Giving it. Pouring it out. Then you will find it. Which is to say that what you will get in return will far exceed what you give up. And Jesus, he tells us that. I'm not going to go there, but Mark 10 is part of that assurance. He says, he says, who in this life, if, if they, in giving up these things, will not receive a hundredfold in this life and then in the next. Just in case people want to make it extra spiritual, <laughs> it's just about then. He says, no, here and then. So I just want to, I want to end with this. I want to end uh, with a chance to pray for that. Oh, we're doing great. I felt like I was talking a lot longer than that. I, I just, I want to pray, but um, maybe just before I do, a couple of quick things to think about. When it comes to leveraging what we have, what is that? And in, in, in a broad sense, I think it's our time, our energy, our effort, things like creativity, our talents, gifts, abilities, relationships, 
All of that stuff. That's what we have that's of value. How are we leveraging what we have? And what does it look like to leverage what we have to the kingdom of God? Here are a couple of questions that could help you sort through that. Maybe you just want to spend some time, especially for the really practical people. This might be a good way to sort of activate this. So try to really think not only big picture, but get specific. So hopefully this is helpful. A couple of questions. How do we know um, if we're doing this? I, I, I was thinking about this question. Am I investing primarily in myself or in God and others? And uh, I think that um, that can help narrow it down some for us. Am I using those things for me? Or am I using those things for God and for the people around me? And I'm not saying don't take care of yourself. You need to take care of yourself. Um, But most of what God's given us isn't just meant to stay here. Right? We're blessed to be a blessing. So am I investing primarily these things towards myself or towards others? And that might be, might lead us to a prayer that says, God, would you help me get out of this place of self-preservation so that I can actually participate in your kingdom, because you're the one that takes care of me. Second question, how am I investing and leveraging towards my calling and purpose and towards what God has made me to do? And that could be things like your vocation, gifts, talents, abilities. Uh, This was a really good explanation from the Kester Fire School. He was talking about... um, Finding our place in God is really about understanding our gifts, talents, and abilities, and then understanding the people, places, and things that our gifts, talents, and abilities are meant to be aimed at. And so it might be processing through some of that. God, what have you given me in terms of gifts, talents, and abilities, and who and what have you called me to use those things towards? Another question, how am I investing in the mission and vision of this church family? And we're going to talk more about that in the coming days, just sort of some fresh life on what God has called us to together. And I think as we do that, um, perhaps God will um, use that to speak to each of us individually on what our part in that looks like. And also, um, as a part of the greater church here in our city and in our world, how am I investing towards that mission And then lastly, on a really personal level, because I think all of this flows from this place, um, am I leveraging what I have to know him better? Am I leveraging what I have to know him better? Because if we don't know who he is, then I don't think we're going to know what his kingdom looks like. And we're certainly not going to want to give things give our yes towards that end. And so am I leveraging what I have to know him better? All right, I want to pray. And um, as we pray, I want to pray specifically for um, three things that we mentioned tonight. And I want to I be able to pray um, together for anybody that, that wants um, to be a part of this prayer. So you might have to get up for it. You don't have to. I think it could still reach you, but um, three things. Um, 
grace, fresh grace for our calling, fresh anointing to be able to walk and accomplish and see greater breakthrough in our lives and in the lives around us and through the things that God's given us. And the third thing is for um, fresh perspective on what's really important so that we could see um, the kingdom of God as it really is. And so if, if you need any of those things, just come up here and we're going to pray together for that. Um, yeah. I just feel like we need to kind of activate in this way tonight. If you want to sit, that's fine. But um, I just think there'll be something good as we pray together for that. Yeah. Let's just hold hands. Let's do that. Make the circle bigger as folks are coming. I'm going to put the mic down. I'm going to pray. <laughs> that would really be something.